0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. We're going to start in John chapter 8 and Revelation chapter 2, I think. Unless Father tells Pastor James to do something else. Welcome to the broadcast, Pastor James. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank you again. I really enjoyed being on these broadcasts, and I missed it when when he was in the hospital because I never know what the Lord's going to, you know, he might give me something to to look at, but I never know which way the the spirit's going to carry me. In other words, I might start off reading one thing, and then he give me revelation, you know, about signs, wonders, and miracles, and open up my eyes to see something for revelation knowledge. And then I'd be teaching people, but I'd be learning at the same time. That's why I, I tell people all the time, I say, listen, I don't know this stuff. All I know Nothing in, nothing out. I read the Bible, and whenever the Holy Spirit wants to use me, he'll give me something that was already written there. And all I do is compare scriptures with scriptures, line up on line, here a little, there a little, and that's what gives us the understanding about the, the the word of God. It's so important, especially right now, for people to understand what's going on, what the word says. Like when Jesus was here, he told us about birth pains and about what would be happening just before he gets to come back. Well, one of the birth pain things was that Israel would become a nation again, and that happened in 1948. uh, He also said there would be uh, earthquakes and tremors and people turned against people. And as you can see, uh, it's going on right now. A lot of people think that the uh, tribulation period has already came, and right now we're going through uh, the tribulation period, the uh, beginning of the tribulation period. But we're not. Right now, we're still in the beginning of birth pains, and because of that, people are worried about, you know, because they think it's the uh, the four horsemen is riding. They think that the uh, that they, that the uh, catching up. It's already did, and because of that, they believe that the chip, chips that's supposed to be coming out, one in the either in your right hand or in your forehead, is already out, and people are accepting it. But that's not what the Bible teaches. It teaches that this cannot happen until after the rapture, which is the fourth chapter of the book of Revelation. So that in the meantime, we need to be studying what the four Gospels said about Jesus, so that we can line ourselves up with the word of God and do those things that's pleasing in God's eyesight and stop worrying about who's gonna be the 144,000 because it says it won't happen until after the rapture. And then the 144,000, it says they will be Jews. So they're not the Jehovah Witnesses. So the Bible is right and everybody else is wrong. That's why we study the word to show ourselves a proof unto God, not unto man, but unto God. So, if we start studying the Word, we can fact rightly divide the Word of truth. Or know the pr- correct time, or the appointment times of these things are supposed to happen, or the seasons. So, with signs, wonders, and miracles, is what the Bible teaches us about. It says it was in before Jesus, it, like uh, Moses. The died in the Red Sea, the plagues of Egypt and stuff. They said when Jesus was here, there were signs, wonders, and miracles. And when the disciples in the book of Acts, there were still signs, wonders, and miracles. And that's what we're all about. We are the children of the most high God. And because we have went through what the power says of being born again, namely we receive the uh, gift of the Holy Ghost, who gave us the Holy Spirit, which gave us uh, the gift being inside of us and working severally as he will, but those gifts are signs, wonders, and miracles. The main thing is we got to make sure we don't be fooled by running into the Antichrist and thinking, okay, he'll be able to do signs, wonders, and miracles, and as soon as we see any great signs, wonders, and miracles, we think it's him. But that's part of the beginning of birth pains, that there will be some false prophets and false teachers. But the Antichrist will not be revealed until after the church is taken out of here. And so we are the church, and we are still here. And thank God we are, because that means more and more people get to be saved. So let's look at John, the eighth chapter, and the first verse john the eighth chapter and the first verse the word uh eight is a word or a number system that means new beginnings so a lot of times we go through something but we're waiting for god to start us or restart us again so that we can start our new life in other words when you're first born you're born of the water but the second time you're born of the spirit and the spirit and the uh, the flesh, they argue against each other. That's why we must submit ourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from us. All right, John, the eighth chapter and the first verse. Jesus went into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. Now, if you notice The thing about Jesus, he had a fourfold ministry, and that means he came teaching, preaching, healing, and prophesying. In the teaching, he taught what does the Bible say versus what it doesn't say when it's talking about tradition and stuff. He said this is what the the word says, and this is the understanding of the word, but he taught in, in parables. That's why... A lot of times we miss the meaning because we don't able to discern or judge what is the spiritual meaning behind this thing instead of the fleshly meaning. So there he was. He's in the temple teaching. And that's what it says in the second verse. He sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had sent her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery. In the very act, they wanted to make sure he understood that, hey, there's witnesses, that this is what this woman did. Now, Moses, in the law, commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? In other words, they were trying to see if he understood what the law says. Would he change? try to change the law? They were just trying to trap him. And that's what the, the next one tells you. The Bible always interprets itself. In the sixth verse, it says, they said this, tempting him, that they might accuse him. But Jesus stood down, uh, stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So uh, So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. In other words, they tried to put it on him to make him the judge, and he turned it around and put it back on them. A lot of times when uh, Jews talk, they talk in asking questions, and it's the right question that gives you the right answer. So here they're asking him a question, but he's asking them a question back so that they they will not be able to, to trick him but he'll say, This is what you say, and this is what the word says. And we always got to line up our word with what the word says, okay? Then it says like that it says, So when he continued ask uh so when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said, Because he wanted them to give them the answer, you remember that? That he was out sin among you, let him cast the first stone. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And when they had heard it, being convicted in their own conscience, one went, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even until the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where art thou accusers? Has no man condemned thee? She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her. Now listen to what it said. Neither do I condemn thee. Now that's what people always talk about grace. God don't forgive us and all this. She did, did she pray and everything? Did she say anything, Lord, forgive me and anything? But Jesus was willing to forgive. This is what we call grace. But don't shortcut the Bible. Always eat the whole roll. All, take all of it because every word is important. And the next word, it says, go. So she's happy. She's ready to leave. But then there's another part to it. And sin no more. See, when people are always talking about grace, 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 and then they go out and do the same thing over and over and over again, and they expect God ain't going to do nothing. No, God's going to do something because he just said, go and sin no more. Then spoke Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of light. Now, we read that according to what is written in our book. But let me give you the standing There is a spiritual understanding to this. And I'm going to translate it for you so you can see. And tell me if it makes more sense to you or not. Is I say, then Jesus spoke again unto them, saying, I am the understanding of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in confusion, but shall have the understanding of life. See how much that makes a big difference instead of just saying light and dark? That's why when he talks about uh, in the book of John, I mean, book of uh, uh, where it says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." When it says that, you keep reading, it, and it says that He was the light of the world. What does that mean? He was the understanding. The word spirit, the word light, with Hebrew words, can be ten different words, a hundred different words, or a thousand different words. But you got to know how to read it to get the real understanding of it. So the more you you have an understanding that the Bible is written in parables, is written in hidden secrets, is hidden in code, then you get to interpret what it says. And God's Word is what's going to set you free, but only when you're able to understand it through the Holy Spirit to interpret it. It says 13, Then the Pharisees, therefore, said unto him, Thou bearest record of thy thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whence I go, but you cannot tell whence I come and whether I go. The reason is there are two sets of families on this earth. There is the family of God and the family of the devil. We do not get along with the the family of the devil. We are the children of God, of light, or of understanding. That's why I said that we have the understanding of this life. And we're at war. And because of the war, we don't fight with natural equipment, but we fight with supernatural. This is why we're the children with signs, wonders, and miracles. Your churches right now should be able to uh, see miracles happening all the time because it is the power of the Holy Spirit that's dwelling in each one of the believers. That's why I said we're too touching the Greek. is the two touching the Greek because we are the children of the Most High God, then things should be happening. But if you're at church and go there for uh, 10 years, you've never seen a miracle in your church, something's wrong. Something is wrong. Either your leader is not a child of God, or he's a child of the devil, or she's a child of the devil, and they have what they call religious spirits. And people accept religious spirits and follow them instead of searching the scriptures out for yourself and seeing if the word is working. If you'll work the word, the word will work for you. Then it says here. It's a, uh, the 15th, it says, you judge after the flesh, or you judge after the way the world thinks. I judge no man. And yet, if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. Now, if you notice, he said, I am the Father that sent me. And why? That's because when you're in the kingdom and you have to be in the kingdom and you got to be born again into the kingdom, even Jesus had to be born again into the kingdom when he went to be baptized, uh the Holy Spirit came up on him. that's when he was baptized, but he did not have power. You hear me? He did not have power, and that's why you didn't see no signs, wonders, and miracles before that time. He went out in the wilderness to be tested first. And after he passed the test, he came back in the power of the Holy Spirit. Same thing with his disciples. Jesus, uh, it was two times that Jesus did something by putting the Holy Spirit upon his disciples. He gave them power and authority, but it was only temporary. The next time he came, uh, after he had removed that, He blew up on them and said, receive thee the Holy Ghost. But they did not receive power. That's why they had to go to Jerusalem, into the upper room, to receive power. See, you can have authority, but you got to have power to go with that authority. And that's what's wrong with a lot of churches. And I'm not trying to condemn churches. I'm not trying to tear down. I'm trying to tell you, get off your lazy butt and learn for yourself. And do some things. Because there's so many people dying. So many people confused. They don't know what the word says. And you're teaching them things that are wrong. I'll prove it to you. There are so many people right now thinking that the uh, uh, apocalypse, the four horsemen, are out riding right now. But that's not true. How do I know? Jesus is always the author and finisher of our book. The author said that there's going to be birth pains first. And these will be the beginning of birth pain when you look up and see these things come to pass. Well, what did we see? Israel became a nation after being gone from 70 AD until 1948, 48 BC. Now, because I understand things, and I'm not trying to all oh, smarter than everybody else, no, I studied. What happened in 1948 B.C.? Well, most of you don't know, but that's when Abraham was born. I tell you about New Beginnings. God does things in patterns. And here he is, 1948, Abraham, the father, the friend of God. 1948 uh, A.D., Israel become a nation. All right, let's keep on going here. And see, as I tell you, the more you learn, the more you'll be ready for. And what I mean by keep on going here, let's look at this. They're they're thinking that uh, the chip is here now, and they're they're getting ready to force us upon this. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches. It says, first of all, the birth pains. Well, Israel became a nation. Right now, uh, Jerusalem, 1968, uh, 1967. There was a six-day war. They ain't never had no six-day war in history of the that I know of. But yet, Israel won within six days and got their capital back. Well, this is still with birth pain. It's still growing, still growing. And the church and the church of uh, the the uh, synagogue, because you don't have no temple yet. The synagogues have been growing, and more and more Jews are learning the word of God. And I'm not saying that all of them are are serving Jesus Christ, but they have a a veil over their eyes, and it's not their fault. If there's a veil over the eye and they can't see, they have to pray. They have to study, and they do study. They call it a a picture or something like that, where they study the the, uh, uh, Torah every day. They study their Bible every day. And it don't stand in you no know, 10 to 15. A lot of them are studying six, seven hours a day. But Christians, do we? I can't answer for everybody. You have to judge yourself you to see if you're really in the faith. All right. But as I said, since we want an understanding, what time is it? Where are we at in our, in our travel of our journey? Well, is I say, we're looking for the, the mark. We're looking for the 144,000. We're looking for the four horsemen and everything. But there is a time and a season, uh, an appointed time to happen. That's what the book of Ecclesiastes teaches about. There's a time and a season for everything. So is it is it time that the, the mark is out now? The answer is no. It cannot happen until the antichrist be revealed and he can't be revealed until the church or the body of believers or those that understand be taken out of the way and that won't happen until what they call the rapture so in other words all that time is still the birth pains so stop being fearful Stop thinking that the world is not over. They have what they call a doomsday clock. And at one time, I forgot what time they had on there, but right now it's supposed to be three minutes to doomsday when the world is supposed to be destroyed. Now that's man's interpretation. That's not God's. God has a book that he wrote, and he knows everything from the beginning to the end and from the end to the beginning. And he tells us, he gives us hints by hiding things that we should read the book. The book has the answer. All right. Let's keep on going here, and we'll start at the uh, where Jesus is testifying about himself, and that his his testimony is true. And he tried to tell people that I'm not alone, but he tried to tell us that he said, that "I am the Father that sent me." So he's confirming that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, that everything be established. Where are the two or three witnesses? It's the book. It's in the book. And it's with the spirit that's in you. If you and the spirit are one, then you will agree. And when you get with somebody else who agrees, you know, we always talk about let us touch hands and let's touch and agree. I'm telling you who the two are. It's the spirit and and the Word, and if you enter into that because the Spirit is in you, then this is when you and the Father becomes one. That's what Jesus was trying to teach us. That's why the first thing it says, and he taught them, which you heard me read before, and he taught them. We've got to be taught. People want to holler and scream and set up preaching and stuff. Listen, preaching is coming later uh, to to uh, really excited over the word, but right before now, you have have to learn what it means. Then it says, uh, the 17th verse, 17th verse, it is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. He said your law, he didn't say God's law, did he? I am one that bears witness of myself and the father that sent me bears witness of thee. It's the spirit. Jesus didn't have this testimony until after he was baptized in the spirit of God and came out of the wilderness with power. All right. Then it says, the uh, 18th verse, then said they unto him, where is thy father? Jesus answered, you need you neither know me nor my father. If you have known me, you should have known my father also. These words spoke Jesus in the jury as he taught, there it is again, as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for his hour had not come yet. Remember what I was telling you about appointed time? All right. Then says Jesus again unto them, I go my way and you shall seek me, and and you shall die in your sins. Rather, I go, you cannot come. Why why cannot the uh, people come with him? Because they're not brothers. They're not the children of God, but the children of the devil. How do I know? The Bible always interprets itself. When they were talking to Jesus and talking about killing him, he said, if you were of Abraham, because that's what they were trying to claim, they belong to God. If you was of Abraham, you would have been joyful to see my day. But because you don't and you want to kill me, you are your father, the devil. Letting you know there's two families up here. And then it's uh, the 22nd. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he said, whether I go, you cannot come. And he said unto them, you are from beneath the earth. I am from above heaven. You are of this world carnal. I'm not of this world heavenly. Heavenly is another word for understanding. Understand, I understand that your world is thinking about what satisfied your desires or your lust but not the things of God. Then it says, I say unto you that you shall die in your sins for you do not believe that I am he. Now if you look at that word he, is. Metallicize. All through the Bible you'll see that word Metallicize. The reason is the word when it's metallicized like that it doesn't mean he. It means hey. Hey is a word for thought, speak, and action. It's also a word that is part of God's, what they call the name but it's part of his nature. And his nature of what the Jews pronounce is you, hey, va, hey. Well, what does that mean? That's what they say is his name. But as I told you, it's part of his nature. Ute is the first letter means eternal. Hey means thought, speak, action. That's the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Then it says uh, va, which means connect or a hook which is the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And then it goes back to, hey, again. Well, God spoke through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and taught us secrets that we can understand how to live in this world. And one of the secrets was, it says, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. That's because with Hebrew words, if you read it one way, it says something. But if you reverse it and read it another way, it gives you more of a meaning. To give you an example, the uh, first word in the Hebrew alphabet is called olive. Olive means head, that's just one of the things. But if you read it backwards, it says mystery. So now, if you put it this way, the mystery of the, uh, the head of the house, which is Beth, is a mystery. God is a mystery. You can't see him. You don't understand it because he said, my ways are not your way. Neither is my thoughts your thoughts. That's because he wants you to really search him out. And how do you do it? Through teaching, learning, teaching, learning, teaching, learning. Oh, man, I do studied and work, worship and everything. Yes, but you still got to go back to class until you get the understanding of how to live in this world. This world is against you. God's for you. God's people are from above. The people that's below are the world. Let's not die like the world and let's live like God, okay? Then it says, the 25th verse, then said them unto him, who art thou? And Jesus said to them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I heard of him. They understood not because he was speaking in parables, hidden meanings. That's why they didn't understand. But if they were hungry enough, they would ask. See, a lot of people don't want to humble themselves and ask, what is the truth, Lord? Surrender yourself to him and fight against the devil. They understood not that he spoke to them of the father. Then said Jesus unto them, when you have lifted up the son of man, then shall you know that I am he. Now you notice it's metabolized t- again. And what does he mean? Thought, speak and action. That's another secret that I'll teach on a little bit later, but it's the three things that God did to create the whole universe. Everything was thought was created by thought, speak, and action. And the reason that word is thought, speak, and action, when he says, seek my face, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the hey, the thought, speak, and action. That way you'll know his will. And that I do nothing of myself, but as the Father has taught me, back to class again, I speak of those things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. How many times? He said, always. That's what we're striving to, enter into the straight gate. We're we're striving to be perfect. People say, well, nobody can be perfect. You better strive to be perfect. That's what the Bible says. He said, be holy as I'm holy. He said, be perfect as I am perfect. There's a reason for that. The angels cannot see perfection. They can see the holiness of God. That's why you hear them say, holy, holy, holy. But for man, as we achieve what we're supposed to do, we can see the perfection of God. And how do we do that? And how do we know that? Because when Moses asked, I would like to uh, see you, and he said, I can't, other than that, you would die. But he said, I can let you see my backside if I put my hand over your eyes and then remove it. So they try to tell you, there's some secrets. There's some secrets about getting into the kingdom. And one of the the secrets is do what is right. When it says the righteousness of Christ, it ain't talking about putting on a a robe and being righteous and stuff, uh, righteousness in the blood of Christ. It's talking about do what is right. That's righteousness. All right. Then it says, uh, the, uh, on the 30th verse, it says, and he spoke these words, many, not a few, many believed on him. Who was him? Jesus. Who is Jesus? The Word of God. What did he teach? The Word of God. What did he teach? Understanding of the Word of God. What else did he teach? Trust in the Word of God. That's why we use scriptures like Psalms. Ecclesiastics, uh, Proverbs. And one of, one of the songs that we really heavily rely upon, Psalms 91. You know, that's the protection scripture. Psalms 23, let you, not, let you speak that he is your shepherd, and he's the one who takes care of you. Psalms 24, open up the gates, and the king of glory will come in. What gate? The uh, gates of hell that's trying to prevail against us. But as you understand the word, you'll start using the word, and you start breaking down those, those cells. You start letting yourself out of prison. Yes, you're in prison down here. But as you understand, he said, he, the son, says free, which is the word, is free indeed. All right? Then says Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, you notice that when he said, those Jews which believe on him, just because you believe in God doesn't mean you believe in the word. A lot of people, I told you, are lazy. They won't search the word for themselves. They won't seek how to put the scriptures together. They don't seek the will of God, but they want God's will to be their will. They're looking for their desire instead of God's desire. And that's why he let us know that hey, if you continue in my word, now why does it doesn't say words, why does it say word? It's because the Hebrew alphabet, every Hebrew letter is a word. And so when you say Aleph bet gimel, it could be three things out of that at words or the head of the house gives. And what does it mean the house the gift is that what God is he is a giver, and that's what he wants us to be a giver, and because of that, that's why we have to steady search out the word of God and do it. all right, let's keep going going here the thirty third verse they answered him and said, We are Abraham's seed, and we've never been in bondage or in jail to any man. How says you? you shall be made free. Jesus answered and said, verily, verily, or that's another word for truly God, truly God. In other words, he said, I'm telling you the truth. I say unto you, whoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son therefore makes you free, you shall be free indeed. In other words, When your mind has been elevated, that's why when you get born again, you get elevated. Know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak that which I have seen of my father, and you do that which you have seen of your father. Remember what I was explaining earlier? There are two families down here. And that family is the family of God, and the family of the devil. And it says, and the answer said in him: Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, If Abraham, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the work of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that told you the truth, which I have heard of my father. This did not Abraham. In other words. When you start to learn the word of God, you have to practice it over and over again. And then here's the other thing to it, is that uh, when you're you're not walking in the truth, then you're walking in a lie. So this is why he was trying to tell them. They said, listen, you say that Abraham is your father, but you try to kill me. You said that uh, Abraham is your father. we have a question. You, but, oh, okay. Go ahead.
0: Eric? Area code two hundred five. Your mic is open. Yes. Yes. What's yes. your question, yes. on? Yes. Hello. I have a question. Uh, and on verse thirty-five, um, I didn't really hear clear uh, when Jesus said "barely, barely." Uh, what was the meaning when he repeated that twice? Barely, barely.
1: Okay. Let me get back there. Okay. Let me get back to which which verse was that again?
0: Uh, 34.
1: 34, okay. Well, it says, 34, it says, when Jesus answered, he said, verily, 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 verily is another word for truly God to truly God. In other words, when he used to tell, you know, when he was teaching his disciples, let your yes be yes, and let your nay be nay or be no. This is a, a way of saying uh, you know, how they want, they used to talk about, well, I swear to God. Well, this is another way of saying it, truly, truly, which is truly God to truly God. Did I make it unfair?
0: Yes, yes, you did. Thank you.
1: All right, man. Well, you have a blessed day. Glad to hear from you.
0: You, you too, Pastor Vivian, It's Tanya. Uh,
1: I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. All right. Anyone else want to ask any questions?
0: That was it. No one else has their hand up. We'll just have to wait. Mm -hmm.
1: No. anybody you got coming in, let them go ahead and break in. I'll be ready. Okay. Do you have any comments?
0: Um, Not really. The only thing I could think, you know how you say the most high God? Haven't they yeah. found that the YHVH in the English is always posted higher than any other altars that people make to their gods, little g? Mm-hmm. Then, well, see, when I, talks, I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Yeah.
1: I hear you. When you hear the word most high God, Uh, hold on just a minute When it says the most high God It talks about uh, it's, it's his rank There's there's little g's like he said But the most high God Will be the one and only God The true God And he is the one that The Jews say lives in the 10th heaven And because he lives in the 10th heaven That's why they call him the most high God. But his name that he uses is which is his characteristic or nature. That is not his real name. In fact, uh, the Jews teach there are 72 names for God. And because of that, that's why people are confused. But it's all about his nature. God has a name that we can't pronounce. And We learn through him that names are so important, or what they call authorities. That's what name means, authorities. And if you're fighting demons and stuff, and you find out the demon's authority, you can turn it against him. That's why we ask the demon, what is your name? That's why Jesus asked the demons when he was fighting them, what is your name? They said, my name is Legion. He said, and then it gives you another part of that. That's because there are many of us. So legion was not even really its name. It was saying there was more than one kingdom in there, and that's what they were fighting. Jesus was fighting more than one kingdom. That's why he made a deal. All right. Did I answer your question, Dorothy?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you address it very well.
1: Okay. Anyone else got any questions?
0: Nope, nobody's raising their hand.
1: Okay, Oh, well, let's get back to uh, uh, John, the eighth chapter, and where were we at? Let's see. Oh, well, let's go back to thirty-seven. I want to. Let's see. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but he didn't say I didn't know if you're children of because. The children act like the father, act like the mother. But you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak that which I have seen of my father and do that which you have seen of, you do that which you've seen of your father. In other words, he's saying there's two separate families. He said, they answered and said unto him, Abraham's our father. Jesus said unto them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. You know what I'm saying in other words, you do the things of your father. Spiritual. The spiritual uh, kingdom of death wants to kill. The spiritual kingdom of God wants to give you life and life more abundantly. But you speak. But now you seek to kill me, a man that had told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. In other words, Abraham didn't try to kill God or Jesus, but he he learned the truth. And he Jesus, now here's the thing that most of you don't realize. Jesus had learned just like everybody else. They think, well, he become, he was the son of God. He came down here and knew everything. No, he had to learn. He had to see what the father was able to do and teach him what to do. That's why Jesus was gone from age excuse me, 18 to 30, he was learning his craft. In other words, he was not learning to be a a carpenter. He was learning to be what they call a minister or a rabbi. And so the the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were mad because even when they talked about it, they said, where did you learn these letters? And that's a secret. I'll get into that when we when we study about what is the letters that Jesus taught, which is, I'll tell you, the Hebrew alphabet, all right? Then it keep on going on 41. You do the deeds of your father. Then said them to him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Now, what were they talking about not born of fornication? They were trying to accuse Mary, his mother, of having sex outside of marriage. And that's why they said, out of fornication. And you see, there's a curse that goes on to illicit uh, illistic, uh, births or born outside of wedlock and stuff. But that's why they were saying, well, we're not cursed, but you are. And Jesus answered and said, if God was your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. In other words, he was trying to say, I am a supernatural creation. I was created by my father, and my father is God. Now, there was a woman that was used into bringing me into it because the law says, uh, spiritual law is that a normal person cannot take any authority in this earth unless they were born on this earth. Just like If you were born in the United States, you're a citizen of the United States. If you were born in Russia, you're a citizen of Russia. But because you were born in Russia, that does not make you a citizen of the United States. (coughs) Excuse me. Well, there are spiritual laws and stuff, and that's what we have to obey. All right, let's keep going here. It says uh, 43, why you do not understand my speech? even because you cannot hear my word. You are your father, the devil. He made it clear there. And the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and it not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, when he speak a lie, and he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convict me of sin? If I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that he that is of God heareth God's word. You therefore heareth them not, because you're not of God. Now how clear can that be to let you know there are two families on this earth? I don't care if you were born in the same, you know, had the same mother and same father. But your soul might then born of the devil. And that's the only way you'll find out is if you start talking and let your thoughts be known for what out of the heart out of out of the belly of the heart the mouth speaketh. That's how you're able to discern which is God and which is not. I listen to people sometimes when they ask me questions and stuff, and I can tell who is sincere. And that's what God wants sincere people versus who's just trying to prove a point. We need to stay away from those people that's wasting our time and go to those people that are hunger and thirsting after righteousness. And I told you what righteousness means. It means to do what is right. Who's be out there teaching. All right. Well, the righteousness is automatic if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ. No, it doesn't. Righteousness does not come that way. Cause everybody ain't doing what's right i will prove it right there. All you do is check their lifestyle, and you'll find that everybody ain't living according to what's right. But the Bible says that we're supposed to be holy. We're supposed to work perfect. And it also says, mark those that walk in the way. One way or the other, it says, mark the perfect man. Then it says, mark the man that walks out of the way. The Bible is our rule book. Stick with it. Learn to believe what the word says, and leave those things that are not of the word alone. Okay, let's keep on going here. Anybody got any questions? As I tell you, you can always interrupt or if you already asked a question, you can ask if you got a second question, call back in. All right. Let's go back to the 46 there. It says, which of you convicted me of sin? If I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God hears God's word. So in other words, the more you practice the word, the more you read the word, the more you listen to the word, the more you'll recognize the word when you hear it. And you will know the difference between God's word and the devil's words. Then, the 848, then answered the Jews and said unto him, say, we are not. Uh, we are not well that thou art Samaritan and has a devil. In other words, when he was talking about them being, uh, when they were talking about him being a Samaritan, that's what I was talking about being born out of wedlock, and that he had. They were accusing him of having a devil or crazy. All right. Jesus answered, "I have not a devil, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me, and I seek not my own glory." There is one that seeketh and judges. Verily, verily, truly God, truly God, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Why? Because what dies is the body, not the, the soul. When the body dies, the soul goes back to God. And there's some things that happen there, but we won't go into that right now. And the thing is, that's why we're going to be judged once the body is put back together with the soul. Because either you've done what is right or you've done what is wrong. And since both of you are into this thing together, the soul and the body, you're gonna to have to be judged together. And that's where you'll receive your reward, either good or bad. But that'll be another teaching some other time here. And then it says, then said the Jews unto him. Now we know that thou, thou have a devil. Abraham's dead, and the uh, is dead, and the prophets, and thou says, if any man keeps my sin, he will never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead, which makest thou, uh, whom makest thou themselves? Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. If my father that honors me, of whom you say that is your your God, yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced at seeing my day. And he saw it and was glad. Now, what he's talking about here, he said, now, listen, if you say you know God, and I mean, I've been through a lot of churches, a lot of ministries, and they say, oh, I know God. And people in the church, oh, I know the Lord. And yet still, when the word is being preached or taught, you really have not known it. You have not understood it. You're into religion instead of into God. Because God gives you revelation, knowledge. The more you read the word, the more the word will interpret itself or explains itself. And the more you start, the more hungry you'll get after this thing. But there are enemies that are attacking you, enemies that don't want you studying. There's enemies that don't want you to understand. But you have to fight through. You have to, if there's no more than 15 minutes a day, and study the word. And find out, what does that word really say? The Bible says to meditate upon the word day and night. Well, what does that mean? That means when you can't understand it, then continue to think about it, trying to shoot through it and think about what it means. When it says uh, day and night, day means when you understand, meditate upon it. When you're uh, night, that means you're confused. Meditate upon it. Still don't give up. If it's no more than 15 minutes, I can't tell you. Each bit will help you. For if God says that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word, that means every letter. Every letter is important. All right? Let's keep on going here. Uh, The fifty-seven, And then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet 50 years old, and thou hast seen Abraham. They were just trying to make fun of Jesus, that's all. Jesus started his ministry when he was 30, and his ministry was complete at 33 and a half, according to some scholars. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, that put anger into their hearts, because there's only one person whose name is I am. And that's when Abraham, I mean, when Moses asked, what is your name? And he said, well, I've been known by other names, but this is what I'm going to give you. I am that I am. I am is my name for, for all your generations. Then, look, then, look, then took them up stone to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. It was not Jesus' time to be judged. That's why they couldn't hit him. That's why they couldn't capture him. That's why they couldn't put hands on him. There is a time and a season for everything. Just like when some people die, they die before their time, or they live longer because what they've done, that God said, okay, I will grant them uh, more life. And if you don't, all you have to do is read the book uh, about the prophet goes in and told Hezekiah, you're getting ready to die. And he turned to the wall and told the Lord, look how much I've done for you and everything. And before the prophet can get out of that thing, he said, Tell him, I'm going to give him 15 more years. So you can extend your life and you can shorten your life by the things you do. But there is a set time. All right. So let us now turn over to uh, Revelation, the second chapter, and the first verse. Revelation, the second chapter, and the first verse. As I say, the more you uh, you start reading, the more you'll see that the Bible really does interpret itself. It shows one thing, but it has to have another part to interpret or explain what it means. And just like now, when we talk about these chip, and people are thinking that the, the uh as I say, the four horsemen or actually five horsemen are riding on four horses, or out there right now, it's not time. It's not Time. Read the scriptures, get an understanding. That's why it says wisdom is the principal thing, but with all you're getting, get a understanding, and then you will see what the truth is. All right. And the truth is interpreted by two or three. What is the two? The Holy Spirit in you and you touching the ground with the Holy Spirit. People say, well, let me call up a bunch of people and pray, have them pray for me and, and have the Lord. Listen, I'm telling you, if you and the Spirit of God is together, you get with another person who's got the Spirit of God. So people just praying for you ain't nothing. You need somebody that's got the Spirit of God operating in them. So there will be a witness of what God is doing. God does not uh, is confuse whatever God is doing. He does it in unity, or as one. He knows what he's saying. He knows what he's thinking. He knows how it should come out. Now, the thing is, it's us has free will to change things that God has for us, either good or bad. All right? Uh, Revelation, the second chapter. Now, as I told you, the the, uh, chips and all that is not here yet. The Antichrist is not being revealed yet. What we're in is the birth pains, and the birth pains is what we're reading about now, chapter 1 and chapter 2, and we'll keep on going. It says, unto the angels of the church of Ephesus write, these things, it's he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how that cannot bear them which are evil, and has tried them which says they are Apostles and are not, and have found them liars. What is an apostle? It is one according to the rules, and the rule is the Bible. It is first of all, he has got to see the risen Christ. A lot of people come about. I'm an apostle and everything. Have you seen the risen Christ? Well, I had a vision of him. No, no. I asked you, have you seen the risen Christ? Well, I heard guys. No. Have you seen the risen Christ? There is, a, there is rules about this thing. And if you have seen the risen Christ, first thing he does, he sends you to do a mission. There's every apostle has a mission that is assigned to him. And when he's got assignment for that person, he also has signs, wonders, and miracles operate in his ministry now there are people that have uh things that's operating in the ministry but they're not apostles that's why i say they say they're apostles but you found them a liar there's people that are up uh, under, under the apostle there's prophets can they do signs wonders and miracles yes there is uh, uh evangelists can they do signs wonders and miracles yes under them there are pastors Can they do signs, wonders, and miracles? Yes. Then there's teachers. Can they do? Yes. That justifies their ministry, but it doesn't justify their mission. Each apostle has a mission, and he's the one to assign the others in what they're doing. So if you have somebody running your church and you don't have, according to what the Bible says, the apostle prophet doctrine, The apostle and prophet running it together to help build the church. You don't really have a church, you have religion. All right, I said, I know some of you don't like what I'm saying, but I didn't write the book. My job is to obey, and that's what you should be doing. All right, third verse it says, and well, after the second, it says, and found them liars, and thou hast borne and hast patience for my authority, the word name means authority, Uh, for my authority's sake, and has labored and has not fainted. In other words, you take them out according to the word. Nevertheless, I have something against you, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, where you had fallen, and repent, and do the first work, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and remove thy candlesticks out of your place, except thou repent, repent, what is he talking about removing the candlestick? Removing your understanding. God can put a veil over you, and you think you learned something, and you're not learning something. That's why he put it in there. Ever learning and never able to come to the truth. Religious. There's a spirit that runs with that called Jezebel. She runs that that quarter of spirituality where you'll think, oh, I'm doing what God wants me to do and you're actually doing not what God has told you to do. Well, I'm I'm trying to find the loss, and I'm trying to listen. If somebody is lost, God will send them to you. You don't have to look for them. They will come to you. Because the Bible says that no man comes unto the Father except by Jesus, and no one comes unless he be called. Why waste time? I keep trying to tell you. Learn the word. Learn the word. Learn the word. The more you learn that, you, the more you'll find that life becomes a lot easier. And he said, if, you know, if you don't want to lose what you have, your understanding. And here's one of the most important things about getting into heaven. But let's see what it says. The sixth verse. It says, but this thou hast, thou hast hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that has an ear, let him Hear what the Spirit, remember I told you one word for Spirit, also let the understanding says unto the church, means believer, to him that overcomes will I give him the eat of the tree of life and which is in the midst of paradise of God. The Another word for paradise is the presence. and Another word for presence is an angel called Uriel. And the earth, and and the angel of the church of Smyrna. These things says first and the last, which was dead and is alive. Remember I told you one of the secrets is he said the, last shall, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. It's talking about the word. It's talking about the Hebrew alphabet. I know that works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. I know the blasphemy of them, which says they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. What is the synagogue of Satan? It's one of the spiritual realms. And one of the spirit realms is called Zeus. And that's what most time when they're talking about Satan's uh domain or Satan's synagogue or gathering place, they're talking about a demon named Zeus. In fact, he's not a demon, but he's what they call a demigod. You got several types of military uh spirits, and that's why you gotta know which one you're fighting and what weapon to use. It says, 10th verse, fear none of those things which thou hast suffered. Behold, the, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried or tested, and you shall have tribulation 10 days. 10 days means complete, it don't mean no 10 days. It means until you're being completed, go through your trial, your test, your tribulation. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the church. In other words, have an understanding for the believers. Uh, he that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. And the angel of the church of purgatory writes these things, says he that has the sharp two-edged sword, uh, who has the sharp uh, sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, and even where Satan's seed is. And thou holdest fast my name. Or my authority, and has not denied my faith or trust. In other words, you trusted God even unto death, even in those days wherein Ananus was a faithful martyr. He died believing what the word says. He was slain among you, where Satan dwelt, his power, his dwelling place. one day, as I'll, I'll go through more of the Hebrew alphabet, and you will understand what it means by like dwell. But I have a few things against thee, because thou have uh, has. There them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things, sacrifice unto idols, and to commit fornication. In other words, Balaam was a prophet, a true prophet. He was not Jewish. He was a Gentile. Our God talked with him, communed with him, and he had power. He was anointed with power. But he was uh, money was tempting him. They say the, the love of money is the root of all evil. not money. It's the love of it. And because of that, he tried to show uh, Balak how to uh, defeat the Jews and how he did it. He did it through getting them food that was sacrificed to idols and by committing, uh, having them to have sex with their women. And was commu- that was fornication. All right, let's keep on going. So thou hast also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. That's They were having sex outside of the temple. That was part of their religious belief. Repent, or else I will come quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. That's that two-edged sword, which is in the song 1, here you give me, 149. You look at that, you'll find that two edged sword, and you'll find the promise that goes with it. That's one of your weapons. That's why you have to learn these things. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes, will I give him of the hidden manna or the secrets. That's what manna means. What is it? Our secrets. And he will give to him a white stone, and in the stone, a new name written which no man knows save him that receives it. And unto the angel of the Lord of the church of Thessalonica write these things, says the Son of God, who has the eyes like flames of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and the works and he that has, and, and the last to be more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against thee, because thou suffered that woman Jezebel, which called herself a prophetess, and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. You know Jezebel did the same thing that Balak did? Got him to eat sacri- uh, food sacrificed to idols or listen to scriptures or other things other than the Torah. They taught other things besides, you know, well, God doesn't mind you, you're doing uh what they call it, reggae. Oh, God doesn't mind that you do uh 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 it, chakras and all that. Listen, get back to your word and find out what does the word says, which is the word of God, which teaches us what to accept and what to reject. To so watch out for what they call familiar spirit, people that go to them and talk about, yes, they told me the truth. They proph- they was a prophet, they prophesied to me. Listen. Familiar spirits can tell a person what's going on in your life because they're familiar with you. You got to have your spirit realm up to where you can discern what is going on. Is it really of God or is it really of the devil? I told you there's two families on this earth. You have to find out which one is which. And you don't want God to say, I have something against you when you get to heaven. It's better to get things done here than to get before the judgment seat. And they said, "Watch out for the Jezebel what she tries to do She calls herself a prophetess. I've known many of people in the church, and it's not just men or women; they can be both have a jezebel spirit, and boy, all these people give them money and said the man the man of God said that we need to give this, me. you need to talk to God before you give. I ain't trying to tell you to hold up any money but I'm trying to tell you, you better hear from God because if you're not planting in God's garden, you're planting in the devil's garden. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this little quick thing then a, about a testimony. What happened? I was doing a deliverance on a lady down there in Mount Vernon, yeah, Mount Vernon, Illinois. And the, the witch spoke and he says, I'm not letting her go because she's going to get a lot of money and if and I want that money to go to my God. But if she if she gets set free, then she'll give it to her God. So that lets you know money can go one way or the other. Of course, we had to beat that, that witch up and get that witch out of that woman. So when her, the money came, she was able to bless our God instead of the devil's God. Okay? It says, the 21, I gave her face to repent of her fornication and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into into a bed with them that commits adultery with a with great with her into a great tribulation or trouble, except they repent of their deeds. You know what he's talking about? He ain't talking about Jezebel. He's talking about the way people believe, those that are not discerning what's going on. And that's why he calls it adultery, because he's married to you. And the church is supposed to follow the word of the most high God, but now you're following idols and uh, demons and other spirits and stuff, and not truly our God, all right? He said, I will kill her kids with death, and all the churches shall know that I am, that is I which searches the reins of the heart, and I will give to every one of you according to your works. In other words, well, God would never kill nobody. You better back and read your Bible. The Bible says that he was the one who went to Sodom and Gomorrah and sent those two angels in there. It was him that told uh, Noah to to build the boat, the ark. And when the ark was built, you go back and read, you'll see God was the one who closed the door. Noah didn't. God did. God deserves the best of the best. And that's what we should be presenting to him the best that we have, and that way, because he is a king, he can bless us, but if you just give him your junk, that's what um, Cain did. If you go back and read, you'll find that Abel gave him the best that he had. Cain did not. He gave him the leftovers, and that's why God didn't accept his gift. It ain't about no blood sacrifice then. It was talking about giving the best you have. The best that he had was from the land, but he didn't. He gave him leftovers. All right, let's keep on going. It says, But I say unto you, the 24th verse, but, I, but unto you I say, and unto the rest of the as many as not this doctrine, which they have not known the death of Satan, as they speak, I will not put upon you no more other burdens but that which I have already hold fast until I come but which you have already hold fast till I come he that overcomes and keeps my work until the end to him I will give power over the nations. he shall rule them with a rod of iron as a vessel of a potter shall they be broken at his shivers and even as I recede of my father now, where did he see that of his father? If you go back and look at Psalms two verses eight and nine, you'll find out that his father said that he would give him rule over this over the nations, and that's why it said at the end of it "Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way God's given his son the authority to rule this world, but he's trying to get the world under. Uh, a suggestion of what the word is. The word is Jesus, all right? And it says, and I will give him the morning star and he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the churches or unto the believers. The more you understand the word, the more you study the word, the more the word becomes a part of you, then that's well, You will not be moved every to and fro with every wind of doctrine, but you will understand that Jesus, and not just the word Jesus, but his the way he teaches, the way he taught us about understanding. Understand that's why it says, uh, "My people perish for lack of knowledge." And he comes back and tells us that uh, with all of wisdom is the principal thing, but with all your getting, get an understanding. All right, Is anybody out there got any questions about any? Thing that I said tonight, or anything else in the Bible, I'm leaving you in an open land right now. Are you there, Mary?
0: No one has any questions. No one has their hand up. So,
1: no, okay. Well, as I said, we'll start on. Uh, Chapter nine in the book of John next, uh, not this week, but next week, and the third chapter of Revelation. As I said, the main thing is people, you got to stop living in fear. Well, I ain't telling you to be foolish either. The Bible tells us obey the law of the land. All right, if it doesn't violate God's law. So if they say uh, separate yourselves from each other so you will not catch the virus, then that's what it needs to be done. Because all we have to do is look at the stats. There are people there. If there's one, that's one too many. So that's why we obey the law of the land when it comes down to mm-hmm. our lives, because you got to remember, you're not only having it, catching it for yourself, but you're giving it to somebody else, somebody else in your family, somebody that's a friend. So I tell people, I say, Walk in faith according to the word and walk in understanding according to what is put before you. Jesus walked in two different ways. He walked by what is written. That's why he said, It is written, it is written. The Bible is the it written. Then he walked by it is said. All you have to do look it up in the Bible, you'll find out where it says, It is said, which means everything is not written down in the Bible but it is spoken. God gives us what we call revelation knowledge. And revelation knowledge will take you into an adversary or another kingdom than the world. The world doesn't want you to succeed. It wants you to stay stuck. And thing is, God wants you to have knowledge. He wants you to have understanding. He wants you to search out things and eat the truth. So, the truth will make you strong and you will trust and you will have power against the things of this world. Well, as I said, I'm giving you a chance for anybody else out there that has any questions. All right, Betty, you have any comments or anything you want to say? I'm saying Betty, I meant uh, Dorothy.
0: I know what you meant. I would just like to remind the people to pray Psalms 91. I know the mainstream media and some of these politicians want us to remain in fear, but that's not what Father wants for us. He has made us certain promises. Times like these, this, you know, just Psalms 91 is a good one to hold on to.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the main thing is I tell people you can get past fear. You can defeat fear if you remember one thing, death. If you don't fear death, you won't fear nothing else. If you overcome death, you will not be in fear. The Bible says that he'll put you under his wings. He'll give you angels charge over you. Why? He didn't say so you can die. He said so you will not fear these things. So that's what I say. Walk in faith, not in fear. All right. Well, uh, let me go ahead and pray. And then, I mean, Dorothy, if you have anything else. So... Dear Heavenly Father, I have come before the throne of grace and mercy and peace and love and the Holy Spirit, thanking you for this day that you have made that we will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you for going ahead of us, behind us, beside us, inside of us, bringing forth the Holy Spirit that we can be able to see the truth. And as we walk in the truth, that the lie will not stop us, that the lie will not trip us that it will not be a stumbling block to us because the truth will make us free. We're able to step over those stumbling blocks. We're able to get past those demons that's trying to stop us, get past that kingdom that don't want us to learn anything to keep us from God's presence. But God's presence is going to be with us as we walk in the light, as he's in the light. And the light means in understanding. As long as we understand how the kingdom of God operates, The kingdom of the devil cannot stop us. The kingdom of darkness cannot defeat us because we're greater. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. Father, we have to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus Christ, your son's name, amen and amen. All right. Amen. uh, Dorothy?
0: I don't have anything else. Uh, No one's got any questions. That was a good teaching tonight. I enjoyed that.
1: Like I say, I enjoy it too, because I never know what God's gonna tell me. And <laughs> a lot of times I hear it as I'm speaking. I wanna thank my friend from uh the place they call it Pine, pine Bluff. They are, it only has one pine tree down there. That's why they're laughing. Uh, that's why they call it pine bluff, they're just bluffing. All right, well, y'all have a blessed day, and all the rest of you, may God's face shine on you, and shalom, a tenfold blessing, shalom, amen.
0: Amen, you have a blessed evening, Pastor James, and uh, bless everyone that's listening, thank you for coming, and good night.
1: Good night to you, too.